1: the phones the iris networks hotline let's bring in neil and mafia start us off here with our number three our number three is powered by low t center and low t com. mafia mafia good morning
2: swain i'm in the uh, process of changing my name to Paula fasten so uh you guys will help me and 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 you know help me work with that transition uh Mm-mm. i
1: actually sure would appreciate you you it. You, you, you are and mafia man i'm not calling you p ass <laughs> that'll be short for pole assassin i'm not calling you that man you are and mafia but you can't change your name man stuck. what
3: would the better nickname be Lot lizard assassin
1: i say you're trifling <laughs> he's trifling good for nothing type of brother he is man he See Swain, I call
2: in, you know, and I'm talking to you, Ben. Just comes down from the rafters like sting, and and I haven't said nothing to that man.
3: That that that's why I came down because you act like I don't exist. It, maybe if you acted like I existed, then then you want to get the sting treatment.
1: But I'm the one who gets the instigating label, and it's the Ben the ones that he always chooses violence. Oh, I
3: always instigate. I'll be the first to admit it. Unlike you. Well, I tell you what,
2: uh, it, it, it's funny you should say it, Ben, because I had a. Uh, I was actually calling in about something I touched on the last time I called in. And mm-hmm. you'd be a good one to engage with this. Okay. Because um, I was talking about how Tennessee was losing staying in the SEC and how it ended up representing a net loss and all that kind of thing. And, and you pointed out that, uh, you know, the existence of the massive SEC contract. And so I wanted to say, first of all, It is really nice of the SEC to every year hand us out money that we earned. You know, it's it's nice of them to give us our money. You know, that people watch our product, that people put eyes on us, that people engage with us on TV, that, you know, our fan base has the interactions and all that. So it's nice of them to reward us, you know, kind of with our own money
1: on their network.
2: But be that as it may. In 2019, which was the last COVID year, the SEC doled out $90 million into the state of Tennessee uh, as part of the annual TV deal. $45 million of that went to Tennessee. $45 million of that went to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it from actual market shares, fan engagement, uh, eyes on television product and all that kind of thing, a more equitable distribution of our money. Would have been $82 million to Tennessee and $8 million for Vanderbilt, a nearly 10 to 1 ratio. So people say, well, they give us, you know, $45 million. No, they cost us $37 million. And people, uh, you know, Big Orange Mac, he called in, oh man, there's a new contract coming out. Great. The revenues will go up to $60 million. And guess what? Vanderbilt share won't go up. Their mar- oh, Excuse me, their market share won't go up. Nobody is jumping on that band, that bandwagon anytime soon. They're not going to get any more engagements. They're not going to get any more eyes on their product. So that would bring in $120 million into the state of Tennessee. And keeping that same ratio, that would be about $105 million or $110 million to $10 million, meaning that it would cost us $50 million to stay in the SEC. If a fair market valuation is simply based on that, that could bad. get us to $100 million easily. I that wasn't. Bad. That's apparently what the product is worth. The current conference model only exists the at the bottom. And you guys were like, well, Mississippi State should be complaining about the referees. Arkansas should be complaining about the referees. No, 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 no. They're going to say a word. If you look at their market valuation. Market valuation based on forty-five million dollars of redistribution, they're probably worth around twenty million each.
1: Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Thing they are making
2: here. massive amounts of
1: money. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. You mentioned ninety million dollars. You mentioned forty-five million going to the two SEC schools. Uh, what what network was Tennessee and Vanderbilt playing on to be able to get this this check from the SEC?
2: And now we come to the crux. Okay. I can't believe that I, as an old Gen X, has to bring this up to a millennial and a, a Gen Zer. But networks are dying. Networks are not the future. You guys quote me the NBC and Notre Dame thing. I tell you, NBC is a network my dad falls asleep to in his chair. There are a lot more revenue streams out there. There are a ton more streaming services, a lot more subscription models, and they all need content, and they're all willing to pay out the nose for it. I mean, sure, of course there's a network that gave us that much. There's an old rule in entertainment, and it's the rule of five. So if the total valuation of the SEC Network's contract is, say, to their, to their school, they say half a billion dollars. Let's say that. Let's, let's toss that money out casually. <laughs> $500 million. Let's say it's that. Then that means that they're making, and in return ESPN is making, five times that. $2.5 billion. Now, where's all that money going? It's going right straight into there. Why? Because they control a network and this is the argument that I'm making, after all is said and done, all the shouting, all this, that, and the other, if Tennessee, Bama, Georgia, LSU, and Texas A&M left the SEC, what would remain would be basically the Big Ten, with Florida and Georgia taking the place of Michigan and Ohio State. The reason I said those selected those five schools is because of A, massive television markets, or B close proximity too. LSU has a rabid fan base, they have huge facilities, they're right down, they're the only game in town, and they're right down there between the big markets of Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Georgia has Atlanta. Tennessee has a metro area in East Tennessee of 2.5 million, which
1: I was surprised to find out
2: is five. Times the size of the city of Atlanta alone.
1: Well, well, then Mafia. Last week you were you, you were talking about Tennessee alone being able to leave the SEC and generate the same money, if not more. Yes. What are you still on that? Or are we are we talking now about needing other schools to leave the SEC to no really I'm have an impact? All,
2: no, I'm saying all five should leave and go do their own thing on the independent market. No, I'm not proposing leaving
1: one conference to form another. Well, last week it was was about Tennessee taking the Notre Dame approach and being able to go out and generate more money than what the SEC was giving us because you felt like the Tennessee's brand, we can go out there and sell our own rather than allowing the SEC to sell it and just give us a check. We can go out there and possibly create more money on our own like Notre Dame. This call seems like it's more like, all right, let's get other people to do the same and leave. And let's do it together to have, you know, more okay, no okay. impact. No,
2: no, no. Let me clarify. I use those as an example. And the example is, okay, In like in today's taxation, you have states that are, they pay out more money into the federal government than they take in. They are net losers. You have some states who take in more money from the federal government than they pay out in tax revenue. Those are net winners. And what I'm telling you is the SEC is composed of a top-heavy organization where four or five float basically the rest of them who couldn't exist on their own. I'm saying that all five need to leave, but I'm saying in particular Tennessee needs to leave because if you are first, you control the marketplace. I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to get off here. If you took just the Lady Vols package, say, I don't know, Basketball, which is 20 home games or so. Softball, which is 20, 25 home games or so. Soccer, which is 15 home games or so. And a couple of others. You took the coaches' shows. You took all that kind of thing. And pitched it on the open market. Say to, I don't know, Pluto TV. Or to a streaming service outside that. Or to VidGo. And you announced yourself as the leader and it it broadcasted as a woman's sports superstation. And if you do that, and you take that package, and you go and you put that summit's face on it, and you market yourself at the vanguard of women's athletics, that package would be, by my count, around $20 million a year just by itself. And if they signed a five-year contract, they would become the first women's amateur athletics organization to hit nine figures in revenue. The problem, Swank, is that so much of the money we could make is going to prop up all these other schools that just aren't generating it. Nobody's watching Missouri. Nobody's watching Bandy. Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State split everything. Arkansas doesn't have a TV market. All right, what are we doing? We, you know, we're, we're giving away everything, and for what? So Greg Sankey can threaten us for not liking his product, finer, take finer, threaten to take away our, our alcohol? No, 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 no. The conference model is done, and it's just done as the network model is. The only thing is, nobody's realizing it yet, and nobody's saying it but me. Fellas, have a good day.
1: Another interesting take, man. I mean, they're about to sign a bigger deal. People about to make more money. It don't seem like they're failing to me. I feel like they're getting bigger and better. Um, and last time I checked folks just don't watch women's basketball they don't pay attention to women's basketball like that I think the NCAA let us know with how unfairly they treated the women's basketball tournament did you see the WNBA parade of the championship Chicago Sky there was no one out in the streets they just people just they, they they don't watch women's basketball like that. Now I love it. Ben loves it. Ben covers it. Covered it. Covers it now. But we'll keep it going. Appreciate the phone call, Neal and Mafia. We just we just ain't on the same page yet, Neal and Mafia. Maybe maybe later we will be. Not today. Not today, my friend. Thank you for the phone call. 865 255 Stay with us. 7007, 42nd Street, Brand, Strategy, Design.
0: Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com.
1: Dead Barbecue. The search is over. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one place to make. And that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville.
0: If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com
7: Good morning, Swain event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And
4: go Vols! Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again? Let us help.
1: Swain Event, event SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline. It is Tuesday. It's hour number three, which means we are checking in with our guy Austin Price of VolQuest.com. His time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. AP, good morning. To quote the great Van Earl Wright, Hello! I love the energy, man. I love the energy. See what a bye week does to everyone.
3: I don't think it was the bye week. I think it was all the the candy that Austin Price stole from the kids on Sunday night, and he's all hopped up on sugar now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> how much? How much candy did you steal from little kids, Austin? I
8: didn't steal any from my kids. They have their own buckets that uh, you know we constantly try to hide because they just keep eating it. Um, but. Uh, You know, my wife did buy too much for the house, so we did not pass everything out. And so thus there inevitably was some left over for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was planned, wasn't it?
8: It wasn't. I didn't buy the candy.
1: Oh, wifey. So you're throwing wife under the bus. I got it. I got it. I got it. We got some, uh, we got some, my wife likes candy corn. Ah! And every year we have like this candy, bold and she don't know this but i don't really care at this point because halloween is over but every time i walk past it i grab a handful and put it in the trash and i told i told the the kids that when halloween is over all of it's going in the trash and yesterday was crazy Yesterday was crazy. Sunday was crazy. So didn't have a chance to really kind of get on track. Daughter had a basketball game uh, yesterday. So, but after the show, all the canning corn is going in the trash. Matter of fact, next break, I'm throwing in the trash. I can't wait till next break. Now, I love your phone call, Austin. We got a lot to talk about. I'm telling you, next break, I'm dumping all the canning corn in the trash. It's happening. AP, recruiting. Bye week coaches hit the hit the hit the streets flying all over the the country where were some of the coaches going or where did they go uh during the bye week AP Well they were a little
8: bit of everywhere you know I mean Josh Heupel specifically spent most of uh The weekend trick or treating with his own children. So, um, you know, that's kind of where he's at. Rodney Garner uh, was a Duco ranked.
3: I'm going to
8: leave him. Um, there you go. Sure. If you say so, Ben. Um,
1: <laughs> Sounds right. You
8: know, Good so like, hey, but he said it with conviction, Jason. That's the first key. Um, you know, so a little bit of everywhere. Cody Burns down in Arizona, 23 wide receivers. Uh, Jerry Mack was in Memphis Thursday to see Cam Middle with Hype and then went down to Atlanta to see Justin Williams, the linebacker, or the running back that's committed to West Virginia, who continues to get more and more traction from Alabama, Auburn, Michigan, uh, that one's going to heat up really quick. He, he, he skyrocket, uh, you can see you skyrocket a lot of boards across the country. The running back from East Baldy. Uh So, you know, it's a little bit everywhere. I mean, Brian Jean-Marie was down in Florida to see the Mario Colen, the LSU commit, the person who took an official visit to Tennessee back in the summertime. And then he came up and uh, was north of Atlanta on Friday. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm forgetting who all. I'm left out here. Exler was in Mississippi. Uh, St. Juco's. Martinez was in Alabama, I believe. Yes. I don't know. I'm doing all this off my memory. So it's a, it's a thrill a minute. They were, they were a little bit of everywhere. Um, seeing a lot of different people last week. Again, important to get out and be seen. Because uh, Tennessee does have a little bit more juice right now. Um, you know, the, the tides turned a little bit in recruiting for Tennessee. As they've been able to show an on-the-field product that offensively scores points. And it's exciting and defensively is much better than a lot of people predicted coming into the year.
3: Austin, you talked about that new juice in recruiting. It's it's been a minute since Tennessee had somebody hop in the boat. Do you do you see Tennessee helping anybody into the boat anytime soon? Well, I don't think anybody's
8: imminent as in like this week, but I do think that as you said last night, chat, they're they're close on a lot of guys and there's going to be a lot of dominoes fall over the next you know, um, so, like, are they getting anybody this week? I don't see it. But I do think that, like, over the course of the next four to five weeks, you're going to see Tennessee uh, reel in some different players. And, again, Tennessee's going to take some swings at some guys that are committed elsewhere. You know, we talked about Demario Tolan. Um, you know, inevitably, you know, there's going to be some schools out there that have some coaching kind of unrest. And, and
1: Tennessee got to take advantage of, especially if they win games like Saturday against the ranked Kentucky team. Austin awesome. Price Austin, do you feel like that Tennessee will be able to take advantage of Florida and Dan Welland not recruiting right now? I mean, that's what Dan said. He, you know, he, he, he's going to do that. So, well, recruit
8: in recruiting season.
1: <laughs> he's going to recruit in recruiting season. Do you feel like Tennessee's be able to, you know, maybe take advantage of? Um, that and possibly get some guys looking our way that Florida was, was recruiting?
8: Well, Tennessee wasn't going head-to-head with Florida a lot. But where they were going head-to-head was when Tennessee committed Jordan Phillips. And I think the last month for the Gators have really did them, i say totally in, but leaning that way for Jordan Phillips. I think Tennessee to be able to withstand that surge and, and be able to hold on to
2: him.
3: It's important that Tennessee matches Kentucky's physicality on on Saturday night in Lexington. Do you think Tennessee is going to be healthy enough to the point to where they will be able to match Kentucky's physicality?
8: Yes, and and, you know I I think it's the biggest thing, Ben is can Tennessee match the intensity early? You know because Kentucky's lost two in a row, both of which were on the road. Kentucky's going to come out fired up. They know this is a huge game for them. I mean, like all the you know the parents chattering this week about you know discontent and so on and so forth. They know that this is a big one. They'll come out fired up. The fans will be fired up because mm-hmm. they've got one back-to-back games against Tennessee and you know a hundred years uh, or it feels like that anyway. And so you know, yes, they will come out fired up for this game. Tennessee's got to match the intensity early. If they do that and can get off to a quick start, then I think you know, that puts doubt in the mind of Kentucky. And again, I think Tennessee rolls into this game and they think, this is Kentucky. We're supposed to be Kentucky. Much like when Florida plays Tennessee, they look and go, hey, this is Tennessee. We're supposed to be Tennessee. And you play a different way, Jason. You were a former player. When you went in there against a team that was that traditionally Tennessee beat down, did the mindset not change of, you know, they're not supposed to be on the field with us.
1: Yep. No, you're right. No, you're right. Give me, give me a player, AP, that um, you think will, will have a, a good outing, it could be offensive, it could be defense. We know Hendon Hooker is, is valuable, and so Tennessee's going to do uh, what they want to do, and that's win this football game. We know Hendon has to play well. So let's exclude Hendon here, but who are some guys you're looking at to have a, have a good performance?
8: Offensively, I'm looking at Bayless Jones. I think that Tennessee, you know, because Kentucky don't want to let anybody beat them over the top, so they go going to let people keep them in front of them. That sets up well for Bale, or Cedric Tillman, both Good. of those work work uh, the intermediate stuff really well. And then defensively, give me Tyler Barron. That kind of came down to Tennessee and Kentucky. I think he'll play motivated in this game because he knows a lot of people on the other side, and I think Levis is more of a statue back there that Tennessee's seen in a while, having won against Matt Corral and Bryce Young the last two games. So, me Tyler Bear.
3: A lot of talk about Hendon Hooker skyrocketing up draft boards, at least in the eyes of, of Mel Kuyper. What, what are your thoughts as of today about the potential of Hendon returning next season? I know a lot can change. It's, it's only November 2nd, still four games, five games, if you include a bowl game, left to be played. But just your thoughts as of today on, on Hendon's future and possibly coming back next year.
8: Come on, Ben. If you're going to say skyrocket? you're going to say skyrocketing in flight.
3: I don't have a good voice like you do.
8: Okay. Um, You know, I don't think Hendon knows. You know, I think everybody was leaning to him coming back and no one really thought about it. Then he's got a little bit of juice out there.
9: It's what does Hendon want to do? You know, is there something he wants to accomplish? Is there something
8: academically he needs to get done or would like to get done while he's still in college? Um, Does he feel like he can improve his stock? you know, by coming back. I I think there are several different things at play here. Um, you know, that, that for me, you know, I think that much is to be, uh,
3: does Tennessee attack the transfer portal at the quarterback position or, or even the recruiting trail? How, how does Tennessee manage the, the future of the quarterback room while they await Hendon Hooker's decision? Now that Harrison's left, Brian Mauer's gone, Hendon may not be here. And in my opinion, you definitely can't go into next season thinking that Joe Milton's going to be your starter for all 12 games. Well,
8: I, I think what you have to do is that you have to wait and- uh, right now at this point, there's some high school kids out there. Or, or the, the, the top end guys are off the board. Obviously, um, you know, so I think Tennessee would wait and see what Hinda does. If Hinda doesn't do anything and he comes back, then you know, I think you, you still may look to try to find you know, kind of a a, a guy that is content being a backup or whatever that just wants to be at the power five level. And, him in here uh, depending on what Joe does. Again, I'm not sure so I'm not sure Joe's a locked in he's out of here at the end of the year. Maybe he ends up, you know, leaving, but I don't think that's a set that stone thing of the now. So I think a lot of it depends on what Hinden does, what Joe does, and I think that'll dictate how what Tennessee does uh, in the transfer portal or looking at another high school kid. But I think at this point, you know, uh, you know, unless, you know, something, you know, really weird happens. Uh, down the stretch, you're looking at them probably going to the portal after the first of the year for
1: a potential extra quarterback uh, if they need one. Josh Heupel was, was asked about uh, Harrison Bailey's decision to enter the transfer por- uh, portal. I thought Josh Heupel had a spot-on uh, answer and did a great job of, of you know, mentioning the fact that Harrison was a good teammate but also being honest, saying that you know, the timing is not great either, doing it when he did right in the middle of the football season. What, what are the advantages of a player, uh, especially Harrison, shutting it down at this point of the season rather than finishing up the rest of the season and then hitting the transfer portal?
8: Well, kids can't have contact with those schools to hit the portal. And if you hit the portal early enough, you can kind of start positioning yourself. You know, if you're a school, if you're school X and you know you're going to need a quarterback help, it helps, you know, them and it helps the kid that's going into the portal, you know, potentially kind of find, you know, his way and kind of start maneuvering and and positioning himself a little bit. You know, if you wait, then someone else may beat you to it. So I get, like, all coaches are going to say, I wish they would have Kids, they're never going to look at it that way. They're going to say, I'm not going to play in the next month anyway. Chances are anyway. And so why not go ahead and get in the portal? That way I can go ahead and start talking to kids, X, Y, and Z and figuring out, you know, where I fit best, where I have options at. Again, a lot of kids go in the portal, schools call just to put that initial feeler in and then never call back. So... You know, you want to figure out what's real what's not as early as you can. So I understand why Harrison Bailey did it. Again, you know, coaches across college football are never going to be okay with a kid going into the portal with four games left. Fans are going to think the kid quit. In, in reality, you can look at it every way, and there's, nobody's really wrong in the sense, including the kid that went into the portal who just is looking at the next two to three years instead of the next two to three weeks.
3: So is Harrison going to be the starting quarterback at Alabama next year?
1: I think we lost Austin, man. I think, I think, I think we lost him. Is Austin still there? No. What? Huh? Oh, there you go. Hey, Austin, you okay? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Thought we lost you there for a second. Did you hear Ben's no. question? He asked if he was going to be the starter at
3: Alabama. I said no. Oh, you cut out when you said that.
1: Oh, I thought I thought I thought Austin just did not want to answer the question because he thought it was pretty obvious.
3: Um, that would have been a fitting answer as well. No, answer. I know,
1: right? That would have been that would have been even more uh, epic than just straight up no, which either one is appropriate here on the Swain event because uh, no one thinks that's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen this weekend, AP? You got Tennessee winning this game?
3: Yes. yes. How bad? You know,
1: I don't
8: know. I think Kentucky will come out and they'll they'll be, they'll play energized. So Tennessee's going to have to fend off that first quarter and then and then go from there again. I think it all depends on how Tennessee starts. I just don't feel like Kentucky offensively can do enough. And I think even though Kentucky's front seven is really good, getting Cade Mays back, being more of a cohesive unit uh, on the offensive line, um, so on and so forth. I just think Tennessee, and, and again, I think when Tennessee players walk out there they know the history of this series they know even in the worst decade of all time they're seven and three against the cat so you know if they if they win this game that means mark Stoops is two and seven against the vols and three and six against mississippi state in his nine years as the leader of the kentucky wildcats
3: the real question is where are we going to eat on on Saturday before we make our way into Mighty Kroger Field, right, are, are we going to go through McDonald's? I know you like brown paper bags and sitting in drive-throughs for a long long period of time.
1: You'll, y'all'll be you all probably eat some of that some of that sushi that's in the daily section at Kroger. It's probably that's probably where y'all going to be. Um, no, we will not be going to McDonald's. We
8: will not be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's happening. We'll go someplace. That probably we'll let Eric Kane decide.
3: Oh no, no! I'm putting my foot down. We're not letting Eric Kane decide. Although it'd be better than you deciding, because then we won't
1: end up in a drive-through for an hour. <laughs> y'all won't, y'all won't eat until like after the game, like twelve thirty on the way back. Everybody, that will going. happen as
8: well. that will happen as
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> well at least you at least you're being honest about it, man. Uh, at least you're being honest about it. And you're always honest here on this Wayne event, which is why we appreciate you and always have you on. Talk about recruiting. And um I did catch on to what you said, Austin, that uh here in the next couple of weeks, hey man, Tennessee may put themselves in a nice position. We'll see what happens. It's been a it's been a slow couple months right now for for Tennessee but I think Dan Mullen explained it no I mean who recruits during the season I mean come on now no one does that (laughs) so that probably explains why it's been slow for Tennessee thank you Dan we we thought recruiting happened all the time now we know Um, but for Tennessee the the play in the last couple weeks may benefit Tennessee here in the next coming weeks as we approach early signing period so uh, look forward to seeing what's going to happen. Look forward to seeing the fruits of the Tennessee um, staffs and this football team's labor uh, over the last couple of weeks. But, AP, man, good talk as always. Thanks for the time. And uh, we'll see you tonight as we talk to, on Tennessee Prime.
8: Cooper Mays, but you won't see me tonight, big
1: guy. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 Brent it's Hubbs. Hubs. It's Hubs. It's the hub show tonight. So, Cooper Mays and Kay Mays will be – our two guests today, and uh, that's going to be that's gonna be phenomenal. So looking forward uh, to Tennessee Prime tonight at Gus's Fried Chicken at 7 p.m. We'll be there. AP, thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Austin Price's time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. If you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you choose Jennifer Morris. That's what you do. You don't call anyone else first. You call Jennifer Morris first because you know that she's going to take care of you. Same way she took care of my man Ben over here. 865-257-7897 is her telephone number. Her email is Jennifer Morris 865 at gmail.com. You don't think Jennifer Morris is awesome? Check out this message on the text box from Jennifer Morris earlier in the day when she said that she is a West Virginia girl, we were talking about the weather, that she went to the Marshall game back in the day-day. This is probably when Marshall was actually good. Um, And West Virginia is always a cold sports season. And she remembers being at the Marshall game. It was 20 degrees, but she was okay because she drank a lot that day. What do you think is worse?
3: Sitting through a football game in 20-degree weather, or sitting through the beatdown that West High School gave Central last Friday? <laughs> you ain't
1: right. You ain't right. You ain't right at all, man. What was it, like 48 to nothing at halftime? It was bad. Ooh, it was ugly. It was ugly. West is a state championship caliber team, man. That wasn't right, Ben. That wasn't right. Your team couldn't do it, though. South
3: Oil took care of business.
1: They, they beat up on Gibbs. They
3: couldn't take that,
1: Print Hub. They couldn't, they couldn't take care of Central, though. I, I call that game in the rain. Central put them things on, on South Door that day. All right, we'll take a quick time out and be back after this.
4: Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter Do you know your numbers? feel like you again let us help is that as low as you can go okay thank you
1: Good
7: morning, Swain event crew. Fall is here and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols!
1: J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. More
0: and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. A Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses.
4: Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help.
1: 20mint.com feel by Dead End Barbecue. Ladies and gentlemen, Tennessee fans all across the state of Tennessee who own a vehicle, this is your chance to take advantage of the Tennessee theme license plate right now, available. County clerks across the state of Tennessee. The official UT license plate is available. All you have to do is go to Alumni.utk.edu, really, really simple, really, really, really easy, forward slash license plate. The official UT license plate, it goes to support our student at the University of Tennessee. Scholarships, they get the chance to benefit from. $15 of the $35 annual specialty plate fee will go to support our UT student. So make sure you ask for the K.A. plate, which stands for Knoxville Alumni, When you go to your county clerk. The official UT license plate is available right now. Y'all thought I was joking. I am about that life. You thought I was joking, Ben? Well, I'm sure you'll jump back on the bandwagon at some point. What is this? Trash. This is what I was explaining earlier. This right here is the candy bowl. These are candy corn. Right here. The few left in this house. Y'all know how I feel about candy corn. I don't mess with candy corn. But there's other people in my family that do. Last time I checked, Throw them away. They'll stink. Last time I checked. Smell from here. Last time I checked, Halloween was over. And I'm the man of this house. I'm running things. Wife ain't here. She's at work. But I'm running things. Probably listening. She at work right now. Hopefully she ain't listening. She got friends that listen. That's true. (laughs) I'm running things today. And always. See this ball right here, candy corn? You see this right here? See this? See this right here? This is a trash can. This candy corn. That butcher's trash can. Yes, this is the this is the Swain Event turnover trash can. <laughs> this trash can and this candy corn, y'all hear? Y'all hear jingling? Look at that. That's a candy ball right there. Mm-hmm. There's only one place candy corn belongs. You hear that? Trash. It belongs in the trash. That's what's going.
3: The way I look at it is you need better control of your household. Talk about you're the man of the house, yet you're allowing that crap to be in hey, your kitchen
1: for a couple in days in the candy bowl. For a couple days, man, i allow it. For a couple days. Should not be allowed ever. But what they what they don't know, well they should know now because I just told them myself. Every time I walk by, I pick up a handful, I toss trash. It in the trash. My wife be like, Hey, who ate the candy corn? Who's been eating the candy corn? Man, I gotta refill the bowl. Yeah, you need to refill the bowl, man. These kids are tearing up the candy corn, ain't they? they tearing it up, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to refill that bowl. Go ahead and refill that bowl. Because I work from home, and y'all at home and, at, at, you know, y'all at, at work and at school. So it's just me and the candy corn all day long. I be tossing a little bit here, a little bit there. Get that out of here. I feel like my tumbo. Not my house. Finger wag. Get that out of here. I I'm like, might I'm like eat puns when it comes to candy corn. Wait, get that out of here. Get them. out of here. That's, that's the candy corn in the trash can. You hear that?
3: You're going to get the dog going. Let's go to little, the- your little ones are already outside
1: the door. Talking amongst themselves. It's all good. Don't need the dog going at the same time. No, the dog been good today, man. He's been good to go. All right, let's get to the phone.
3: Phone lines are jam-packed with people who like to talk. So let's keep a good caller pace going with Jay, Vaughnation, and Voss Storm. Oh, we'll man.
1: This is a nice one. This is nice. Jay, good morning. Swain. Good morning, brother. What's up? What's up, Jay? Good morning. Hey,
9: man. I'm living, brother. I'm living. Yeah, uh-huh. Have a great morning, then. What, what, uh... What what offensive lineman are we losing next year besides Cade Mays?
1: Uh, I think I, I think we good. Nobody. I don't think we are good. Off the top of,
3: off the top of my head, nobody. I think we are good. Yeah. Did Coward use the three so other year? than Cade? Hmm. Maybe maybe Cameron Coward. I'm checking as you talk.
9: Okay. So we know we're, we know we're losing Cade, and then maybe nobody else. Which that that'll be that'll be good then. But you gonna lose – because we were talking about Hendon Hooker coming back, y'all were talking about it with Austin, and I'm I'm saying, could Hendon possibly be coming back to an offense that maybe not quite as good if you don't hit it big in the transfer portal, which you may or you may not. Because I think Tyon Evans is an NFL back, and you mentioned you know Austin mentioned he doesn't like school, so what does he end up doing?
1: Who likes school? You're gonna. Yeah.
9: <laughs> You're going <laughs> to lose Valus. You're going to lose uh, Javante Payton. Now, you may be able to replace those guys, but, you know, it sounds like you may going to lose one of the Jimmys to the transfer portal.
1: If not and both. And some of these
9: young receivers are not stepping up right now. Which Jimmy? Holiday. 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 I heard. The, Holiday, no, I can't that. remember. Holiday oh, it may, oh, yeah,
1: it may be both. But, I mean. Uh, that rumor's out there.
9: Uh, I mean, so, so, I'm saying my point is, it sounds like it's a real possibility that this offense could not be as good from a personnel standpoint next year if you don't hit it big in that transfer portal. Is that is that fair to say?
1: It's possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's possible. I think it's not going to happen because Josh Heupel was able to go out and get these players based on based on what he did at Central Florida. He couldn't even show them Tennessee uh-huh. film. Now he has uh-huh. film to show him, show players. I think he'll be able to go out and attract guys that can run. Um, Holiday and Callaway, they haven't played in forever, and Tennessee has looked great on offense. So, what are you losing there? No offense to those mm-hmm. guys, but uh, it's, it'll be the second year in the offense for a Hendon hooker who, if he returns, and the second year for everybody else who returns. So, this offense is going to be even better. The tempo is going to be even faster. During Tennessee Prime, I asked the offensive line um, guys that we've had. We've had. Couple of Tuesdays where we had two offensive linemen at a time, and I asked them about guys. Have we have we even reached the fastest that we can go with this offense? And they're like, no. Well, because it's the first mm-hmm. year. So imagine next year how fast this tempo really can go as these guys are more comfortable. Uh, Tillman has two years to play after this. Now you got to go out and replace villas Jones, which won't be easy to do. But or Peyton. I think, I think Peyton will be a little bit easier to replace than Velas because Velas is a guy that's shiftier, uh, and he's a guy that you use on special teams. You know, Javante Peyton, even though he is has been really good um, as a receiver, catching a touchdown basically seemed like every single week, I think you can go out and get a guy that's built like Peyton. That's a 4-4 guy. Um, and I'm I'm, trying, I'm giving Peyton his credit, but also giving Hypo credit for being able to go out there and get someone that's similar. Uh, Velas I think, will be hard to replace, but I think Josh Heupel should be able to go out there and get players. I really do feel that way. But I do understand what you're saying. I'm not saying it's not possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. All right,
9: Fair, fair enough, Swain. I'll let the other guys get on.
1: All right. See you, Jay. Vault Nation. Vol Nation, good morning.
5: What's up, family? How y'all doing? What's family? up? Hey, man. Just enjoying the week, man, and Get ready for Kentucky, man. I'm just really jacked. I'm excited about uh, the season and, and what has transpired. Uh, I think we've done a great job bringing in uh, Coach Hypo and he's done a great job bringing in some staff. Guys have bought in. And so now um, the situation that we have on the field right now is just recruiting. You know, and you got to get some more of his guys in here. And I think that's going to happen uh, over the offseason, whether it's through the portal recruit. I believe these guys can bring in guys that believe in what's going on here in the culture and what they're seeing. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the season that I believe this was a 7-5 and five team, and we have a shot at doing that. This you did. Week, you know, and so, <clears throat> and then, you know, who knows what can happen in the Georgia game if we're healthy, if we're, you know, come out of this, you know, this break and we're ready to ball and and I've been watching Georgia. They're not unbeatable. Their defense is good. But once again, I don't know if they've actually seen an offense like what we can produce when it's clicking. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Of course, their offense is really great. Uh, But once again, it's not unstoppable either. You know what I'm saying? So just don't know what can happen in these last four games. That's why we play it on Saturdays. But you know, at least they can get these three wins in, get 75, and continue to move forward. So that's... That's my thing. they said if I go to a bowl game, I think that's a great season, and I think it's going to promote uh, enthusiasm and excitement with these recruits because they'll see the fruit of what he's talking about and saying, "Hey, guess what, if you were here, we can be better." And what? so I'm trusting the staff. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to share with I was listening to Neil and ne- 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 Mafia earlier, and I get it, you know, uh, you know you got the Notre Dame thing, you know you can go out there and make more money. Uh, and, and that's a potential, you know what I'm saying. But I look at it like this, you know, Greg Sankey, the SEC, some I don't know who who did it in the mid nineties going into the BCS championship, but they did a great job marketing the SEC as a brand. Uh before then it was a lot of individual schools, just like any other conference. But they somehow branded the SEC to where, you know, if you're in the SEC you were part of their brand. And they took that to the next level. And as long as I can remember now, you know, the SEC has been the greatest conference in college football, if not in sports, period, regardless, uh, pertaining to college, collegiate sports. Uh, and so Greg Sankey, I think, did a boss move, uh, hit a home run by bringing in uh, an a even larger market, you know, and basically have cornered the market for college sports. Uh, he set a new precedent and brought in a new era uh, that is unmatched. The money will be unmatched. They were talking about, what, $60 million approximately for each school. That's crazy you yeah, know man. uh and, and all these other schools were what 28 30 million is that right something like that other you mean schools outside of the sec outside the sec
1: yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what they're what they're
5: bringing in i mean I, you got the big 10
1: network and the acc network i'm not sure off the top of my head what they're what they're bringing in i know that that the sec teams are bringing in 45 million that's going to go up to you know in the 60 range
5: uh with this new deal and right And so you can't match that, you know. So to me, being in the SEC is cutting edge. And and there's nothing better in college football than the SEC. Uh, And coming under the umbrella of that brand, uh, you've got stability, you've got security, you've got protection. uh, And it's an industry. College football is a billion-dollar business. And not only does this move impact college football pertaining to the teams that are within the SEC, it also helps out all collegiate sports regardless of where, you know, or what that sport is, you know, uh, and whether it's basketball, whether it's soccer, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Everyone benefits in each of those schools or programs within the SEC like no other conference. And everybody, once they come over, everybody's going to want a piece of it. And it becomes an oxen. An oxen is something where uh, once you build it, it just produces money. And that's what the SEC is becoming by itself it's an oxen. And I think Greg Sankey has done something that kind of like, you know, uh, Nick Saban did to Alabama where it was unmatched and you had never seen anything like that before, what he did, you know, producing straight NFL players week mm-hmm. in and week out, you mm-hmm. know, season in, season out. That's kind of like what Greg Sankey's done to everyone else. This is the SEC. It is what it is. It can't get much better than this. And I don't, I don't think anybody else will be able to compete. They'll have to, you know, try to accommodate and do what they can. But basically they're going to have to conform. And whatever Greg Sankey says is going to basically happen. So,
1: I appreciate the phone call, Vol Nation. We got we to gotta hit um, the end of the show. But first, we got to get to Vol Storm. Uh, thank you so much for, for the phone call, my friend. Sorry I had to cut you off. Uh, let's get to Vol Storm to send us out in style. Don't you hit that music. We're going over. We're already over. We're already over. Good. Guys, I don't know what
8: makes my head hurt worse. Uh, Austin Price lying about stealing other people's candy, Mafia masks, but the fact that Swain readily admitted they used all their energy to run over the heaters, which explains why we, were, why we were down 21 to nothing at Kentucky.
1: Did we win the game?
5: That ain't the point.
1: Oh, I thought it was the point. <laughs> we, we won the game, and I said when we had the punt, when we had the punt and the office came out the football field, then we ran to the heaters. Ain't no sense being cold if you ain't in the game. Ain't no sense being cold. Might, awesome. as, well, might as well get warm.
3: You know what makes my head hurt more than all those things you said? What? You coming on here yelling into the phone. <laughs> you the white hey, Samuel you, Jackson. You have volume control. Shut up. What would you say? I said, you have
5: volume
3: control. Shut up. I know. I turned you down. You're halfway down. That's the sad part. And you're still yelling. <laughs> White Samuel Guys, Jackson just need- coming here yelling and cussing.
5: Guys, we need to make an appeal to Scott Strickland
8: that Dan Mullen doesn't have to recruit. He's got five stars all around him.
5: He's in Florida. That's right. Yeah, he's good. He don't have to recruit. That's right. That's right. He's right there next to Georgia. He's in Florida. He don't need to recruit. It's
1: all good. All good. You're right, Volstar. All good. He can just, you know, get some... Guys from the transfer portal that go to Clemson and decide to leave, you can get those guys. They don't need to recruit. Exactly. With the
5: transfer portal, you don't have to recruit. Exactly. It's all good. It's all good.
1: Keep DanMullen. dot com. That's right. Who's buying domain? You and me.
3: We-, we need saving to come out with a ringing endorsement of Dan Mullen. Yes. The only one flashing the cash around. You buy it? Ain't nah,
1: got any money. This five dollars for It Ain't for anybody else. <laughs>
3: Hey, guys, before I go, is it true that uh, if Kentucky loses on Saturday night
8: that all the fans will lose their fuel points? See you, bud!
1: <laughs> that is true. Uh, that was a good one. That is true. That is true. Swain event, Fuel by that End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. For the great Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a great Tuesday. Tonight, we'll be at Gus's Fried Chicken for Tennessee Prime. We'll have the Mays Brothers in attendance. I mean I would I would I'm just saying man I I would think that this is Kentucky week after a bye week that these guys will be healthy enough to play they on Tennessee Prime. That's just what I just what I feel. It's just a little speculation on my part, but man, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not always right. I'm not always right. I'm not always right. I'll be checking them ankles out, I'll be checking those knees out, checking those lower extremities out below the knees, to make sure that everything is okay. Make sure everything's in check. Make sure our guys are ready to go get this dub. Up in Lexington. How's that sound, Ben? Great! I'm glad you agree. We will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Swain Event Field by Dead and Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.